Hello, readers. Marcellus Wiley is a former NFL All-Pro defensive lineman who played 10 years in the league. Currently, you can hear and see him opining on Fox Sports. He's also written a book about his life called Never Shut Up, The Life, Opinions, and Unexpected Adventures of an NFL Outlier. Marcellus, thank you for the time. How you doing today, man? I'm uh, doing great. How's it going? Doing very well. This book is mostly chronological. I believe in the intro you actually give uh, your draft day story, but for the most part it uh, starts with your upbringing in Southern California, uh, your foray into football, your dominance in football, eventually deciding to go to the Ivy League in Columbia, getting drafted by the Bills, moving on to the Chargers, the Cowboys, Jacksonville, retiring from football, your post-retirement career in broadcasting, and uh, your current role as a family man. I'm curious, though, to know where this whole process started for you and your co-writer. What was the first story that you guys uh, put down on paper, the first thing that you really went into detail on for Never Shut Up? Um, I think it started like five years ago. Uh, Publishers were talking to me in the process of writing a book, and I didn't feel comfortable at the time to write it. Uh, I, I didn't want a story that was football-focused. Uh, I don't want a third and third and goal glory book about my hand in the dirt. Uh, I wanted something that inspired others, no matter what walk of life, no matter what they were dealing with, um, adversity, circumstances, to just inspire them. So the title of the book is Never Shut Up. Uh, because it's about you telling the world who you are. Uh, I grew up in a situation, Compton, South Central, where the world tried to tell me who I could be or who I couldn't be, and I didn't want to listen to that. Uh, I had a responsibility for myself, for my family, to get us out the neighborhood. So I never shut up in terms of telling the world what exactly I wanted out of it. And that was a balancing act. It was between my academics and athletics, uh, I, I paved the way to get out, and I had to persevere and deal with a lot of ups and a lot of downs in that <laughs> process. But uh, I think two years ago, we finally start putting story to paper, and uh, it really was chronological. It just started from my earliest memories of growing up in South Central L.A. And you were able to thrive uh, despite the fact that you grow up, grew up in South Central where a lot of people unfortunately toil because you had a great support system. Your mom and dad made sacrifices to make things work. Your sister uh, protected you along the way as well. Uh, but I really love some of the stories that you told about your grandma. She had some uh, pretty incredible mantras. Um, one of those was, play pussy, get fucked. What did she mean by that? Well, it's pretty direct. Uh, <laughs> I got, I'm glad I'm on this station. I guess we can say stuff like that. Um, my, my grandmother was the most thorough, direct, honest, as the kids say, keeping 100 woman I've ever met in my life. And I didn't like her that much growing up. I loved her. We used to talk candidly like this. I'm eight years old saying, Grandma, I love you, but I don't like you. Because she was not cordial. She was not with the small talk. She told you exactly what she thought all the time. But she did it in a loving way, in a warm way. She was always thinking about you being prepared for the real world. So what she meant by that is don't have, don't have anything. Uh, if you're going to do something, do it all the way. If not, you play around with it, it's going to come get you. It's going to mess you up. Um, she, she used it in all walks of life. She's like, oh, ditch school and miss school and try to hang with these knuckleheads and gangsters out there and see what happened to you. You play, you're going to get messed up, and what's going to happen? You're going to end up <laughs> in a bad situation, dead or in jail, 
And those things came true for our family. I had two uncles that were murdered and one committed suicide because of the ills of the street. So she always told me, don't play with fire because you will get burned. And that's her way of saying that. <laughs> you also just mentioned that uh, you, uh, there was a balance between athletics and academics as well, which is a big reason why you chose Columbia University in the Ivy League. Columbia pro- provided a lot of firsts for you. What was your reaction the first time you saw a bagel? I called it a big-ass donut. I do remember that. Uh, Man, I I couldn't believe. uh, It's weird, man. I was so within my own borders. I was so caught up in my own world that I didn't have the exposures that obviously most kids had, certainly Ivy League kids who were prepared and went to prep school and were third-generation Ivy League kids. I didn't know what their world was like, and I'm sure they didn't know my world. And I remember just seeing this big ass donut and i was like what is that and the girl corrected me quickly uh a little condescending but hey she didn't she didn't know where i was coming from but she was like this is a bagel and i just the bagel symbolized an entirely different world it was a symbol of uh, like a bridge to an entire different existence that i didn't knew ever occurred i never knew that was out there so uh that bagel reaction it, it sticks with me because uh, there are times in this world you think you know it all, but you're really stuck in your bubble and you need to expand it. I enjoyed reading about your development at Columbia. Between your junior and senior seasons, you really had an epiphany and actually took a break from school uh, to focus on academics and also to get yourself in tip-top physical shape entering your final year at Columbia. You end up uh, earning All-American honors. You kill it at the NBA or the NFL scouting combine. Rather, Mel Kuyper ends up giving you a first-round grade. You get drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the second round, and you actually describe what the first things you did with your NFL money were. That included getting your family out of the jacks, buying them cars, as well as buying something gaudy for yourself. Do you still have that gold medallion of the NFL shield with the tiny gold studs, or with the tiny diamond studs, rather? <laughs> no. I wore it for like a year or so, then uh, I knew it was cheesy when I did it, and it was the thing to do. Everybody was doing it, but it's amazing. We were walking around in 97, 1997 with something that says, hey, I'm in the NFL. It's like amazing. No wonder they created social media. Even then, <laughs> we needed attention. Uh, so I had the, the diamond NFL shield for about a year or two, but I ended up trading it up. <laughs> I, I gave it back to my jeweler and said, give me something better. And that turned into a few other items uh, that I've had over the years. But no, I don't have that anymore. But you just talk about that entire experience and going from rags to riches and not just the money, but from a, from like desire, from goals, from ambition, from dreaming to reality, to fruition, to existence. Like that was the best part. Uh, being a kid who fantasized about John Elway and Eric Dickerson and then my first game in the NFL was in Mile High Stadium with John Elway on the field, man. Those are the moments that really touch me, and I hope it inspires others because people told me those moments wouldn't exist in my life, but they did, and I want to tell other people they can exist in your life 
and some of those details are in the book. No doubt about that. I really enjoyed uh, the story from your second year. You were playing Jacksonville, and you actually had something that didn't show up on the stat sheet that allowed you to realize that you could actually hang in this league, and I'm going to encourage people to go out and buy Never Shut Up for that story and plenty of other really cool stories that Marcellus Wiley has to tell. What were Toward All Tuesdays, and how did that combine with your childlike bladder and a bottle of orange juice to lead you to having to create something that I'm going to call a marmosa? <laughs> marmosa, I like that. Man, where were you when I was writing this book? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, Toward All Tuesdays, people don't understand the, the NFL cycle during a normal week, uh, especially if you're an injured player or a player playing through pain. And I was certainly that. That's one of the things about my career, and I had a re- deep regret, uh, is that I never was healthy during my prime years. I always had an injury. So uh, toward all Tuesday is you play on Sunday. Sunday night, typically you party or you hang out, or sometimes you just rest because you're, like, so beat up. But Monday, woo, is a painful day. Uh, you're stiff, you're sore, but most teams, you go to the facilities, you watch film, and you jog around, you lift some weights to get the lactic acid out and try to start the recovery process. But Tuesday is the hell to pay because Toradol is a, is a medicine we take to mask the pain, to cover up the pain, but it wears off Tuesday. So then Toradol Tuesdays will be called it when you walk around and now you really feel the pain of Sunday. Monday you don't because you still got medicine in your body. Tuesday is when you feel it. And you're like, oh, my God, that hurts. This hurts. This makes noise. Um, but the marmosa is I used to sit by the bed and always drink some food, eat some Cheetos, eat some snacks. I have this, I'm single. I got a, a gallon jug of Minute Maid orange juice. I'm single. But one morning I couldn't wake up. Um, I couldn't get out the bed when I did wake up, and I was like, wait a minute, i got to go to the bathroom. And the story is detailed in the book, but basically uh, me not being able to go to the bathroom because I was so locked up and stiff from the game, and that minute-made gallon of orange juice, they had to meet somehow, some way, and the story's in the book. <laughs> Marcellus, thank you so much for the time today. Oh, thank you, Austin, man. I appreciate you so much. You guys have a good one out there. Take care, Marcellus.